Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to see all your faces again. Um, let's pray, shall we, before we start. For this new day, Lord God, we thank you so much. Please encourage us this morning as we spend a few minutes in your word together. Amen. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he wrote that the life of discipleship is not the hero worship we would give to a good master, but obedience to the Son of God. For him, being a disciple of Christ meant following Christ whatever the cost. It wasn't just hero worship or admiring someone from a great distance, but it affected all his decisions, led him into suffering and ultimately to his death. This was true too for the first century Christians, the early disciples, and it is true right the way through to us now in the 21st century. If we are to be an effective disciple-making church, then St. Swithin's needs to be full of disciples who, first of all, offer their own lives to Christ wholeheartedly and are prepared to go where he leads, to do as he says, to love him and to love our neighbours with full hearts and willing lives. So we're going to start by just reading some very familiar verses from Matthew 28 and verses 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There are three things that struck me from this familiar passage as I looked at it yesterday. The first thing is this, that we need to be a worshipping church. When the disciples encounter Jesus in Galilee, right at the end of his time on earth with them, in verse 17, they worship him. Well, most of them worship him. We know that we all doubt, as others did, and we all struggle with questions of faith at times, or we have desert times when we feel far from God. But here, before Jesus gives any instructions, his followers worship him. To be an effective disciple-making church, we need to worship Jesus, to make him the centre of all that we do and say. We need to meet with him as individuals, and we need to gather together when we can and however we can to worship him, to sing his praise, to pray, to listen and to engage with him in his word. We need to fix our eyes on him and bow before him, not let anything else distract from keeping him front and centre of all that we are and all that we do. It's a real challenge at times, we know. And especially when we're going through a time of doubt or struggle. And perhaps when we don't have that discipline of being able to gather in the same way on a Sunday morning. Or perhaps as changes are made to the life of Swithin, which perhaps we struggle to get behind. But if we are to make disciples, then we need to show others the one that we're called to follow. 
When we have integrity in our worship, others will be drawn to Christ as they see the love and devotion we bring him in response to all he's done. Secondly, verse 19, we need to be an outward looking church. These verses are so familiar to us in many ways, but they're also some of the most challenging. Jesus calls all his disciples to go, to get out into the world, to Jerusalem, Judea, and to the end of the earth, and to bring others into his kingdom, whether they are the doubters or not. They're not called to sit safely in their upper room away from potential dangers and keep the good news of Jesus to themselves. They're called to share it. And in their case, to baptize and those who respond as a symbol of repentance and faith. Peter in Acts 2, after his really serious first preach, invited his listeners to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ and for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We may not consider ourselves to be evangelists as such, but just as all the disciples had stories to tell of Jesus, we have stories to tell of the work in his work in our lives. We have a story to tell of the way his death and resurrection has impacted us, has brought us forgiveness and turned our lives upside down. We have a story to tell of how his spirit has come to live within us, helping us to live, with, live for him. And just as those early disciples were called to go, we're called to go to, to share our story, to share the gospel of Jesus, not to keep it to ourselves, but to share it with neighbours, friends and our communities in and around Bath. A disciple-making church is one that shares this beautiful good news of the Lord Jesus with other people. And finally, we need to be an obedient church. Look at verse 20. Just as the early disciples were called to obey Christ, and just as billions of Christians throughout history have been called to obey him, so too have we. If we want to be a disciple-making church, we need to be obedient to the one who's called us, whatever that means and wherever that takes us even if it's uncomfortable and challenging and goes against the grain of the world around us. Obedience to Christ led Bonhoeffer to stand for the persecuted and oppressed in Germany during a time of war, taking seriously Jesus' words, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I wonder what it means for us to take up our cross and be obedient to Christ during this time of isolation. And when going anywhere is pretty forbidden. What opportunities for obedience is God giving us when we can be make, that we can be making the most of so that our growth in him, so that our discipleship will grow in him? Perhaps in our prayer life or our devotional life or the way that we read the time that we spend reading scripture, perhaps in the way that we treat those in our household and our family. Because obedience to Christ is at the heart of a discipleship-making church. As we finish, let's read verse 20. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. I'm reminded again that for St Swithin's Church to be a church whose heart is to make disciples, this is a huge call. 
But how wonderful it is to remember that it is God's work in us and through us, rather than our own meagre efforts that will reach the community of Walcott or Snow Hill or in and around Bath. He is with us and will always be with us. He's with us in lockdown. He's with us in our frustrations. He's with us as we pray for his spirit to transform us into the likeness of his son. And he is with us, equipping us and gifting us as we pursue our vision to be a thriving church in Walcott that longs to see the lost saved and others to come to know Christ. If we are to be a discipleship, a disciple-making church, then we need to begin with ourselves and allow God to change us. We need to live as disciples of Christ in every way and during every season of life. Let's pray together and we're going to use one of Bonhoeffer's prayers that he uh, wrote for morning prayer. Let's pray. Oh God, early in the morning I cry to you, help me to pray and to concentrate my thoughts on you. I cannot do this alone. In me there is darkness, but with you there is light. I am lonely, but you do not leave me. I am feeble in heart, but with you is strength. I am restless, but with you is peace. In me is bitterness, but with you is patience. I do not understand your ways but you know the way for me. Restore me to freedom. Help me to, help me to so live now. And Lord, whatever this day may bring, your name be praised. Amen.